Hi, everyone. You are listening to Shy Girl Sentiments, episode six. Why can't I be like them? Um, So to start off the episode, I would just like to talk to you guys about what I've been doing for the past couple of weeks since I haven't had an episode since we had Troy on as a guest. So a little bit about what I've been doing. So, okay, so I went on a little um, Tiny Doors ATL adventure. If y'all aren't from Atlanta or if y'all aren't familiar with Tiny Doors, um, an artist made these doors a few years ago in Atlanta, and they're literally like tiny doors, probably the size of your cell phone, and they're located all over the city. So me and my friend, shout out to Tanae, we saw 10 out of 13. We Started probably around 11.30 on a Friday morning, and we ended probably around 5.30 that evening. So, yeah, it took pretty much the whole day. And they're mapped out all around Atlanta. Um, The Tiny Doors ATL has a website, so we were able to um, find the locations of the website, and then that website is linked to Google Maps. Um, So that was, like, super convenient. Um, It was actually pretty easy to find the doors because a lot of them are at actual um, landmarks or places like um, we saw one at the Crock Street Tunnel. There's a few on the Beltline and there's also one um, in Grant Park, which is actually the hardest one to find because it was like in the middle of the park. Um, And Grant Park is pretty big if y'all haven't um, been. It's right next to the zoo. So um, that's what I did. That was really fun. So, of course, we um, took pictures once we got to the doors, and I posted them. So if you're not following me, which you should be following me, on Instagram at Shy Girl Sentiments, I posted um, pictures from all of the doors that we visited. Um, it was really fun. Like I said, uh, definitely um, take a day um, out of your week to do it. I suggest um, you do it if you're a tourist or if you're born and raised in Atlanta because a lot of the little places where the doors were, they're located in kind of like hidden gym places, I guess I'd like to say. Like um, a lot of the places were located close to um, where different street artists work. And so they had like a lot of like really pretty art and it was just really cool. And there's parts of Atlanta that I hadn't seen and I've lived here since I was younger. So that was just like very refreshing to do. Um, what else? I, okay. So I joined this group called ATL Girl Gang, which is kind of like a social media based group, but you are a member for a year and it's basically just like a group of networking for girls or women in Atlanta but it's called ATL Girl Gang so um, basically they have different events so I attended my first event a couple weeks ago it was called the West Side Best Side um, Crawl which was if y'all haven't been around the area of West Side Visions that's where Flip Burger is located that's where West Egg is located that's where Jenny's Ice Cream is located um, a few other places but it's a really cute little shopping district there's like a lot of boutiques um and a lot of stores so basically part of the atl girl gang um basically you met up and then got a wristband and then got a map and then kind of they partnered with about seven or eight stores in the shopping district and you would either be able to um 
get a product or something for free. Like when I went to Savannah Bee Company, I was able to try mead for the first time, which I actually had never heard of, but um, it's a drink that's made with honey. Um, So I tried that. Um, There's a wine tasting. Um, I actually took 15 minutes of a bar class, which um, a lot of people don't know what a bar class is. It's kind of like ballet. It uses a ballet bar, but then it kind of also you use basically like every different muscle that you have in your body to work on like strengthening and your core and cardio. It was just like I only did 15 minutes of it and I was drained after it. Like I was sweating, but I definitely um, I'm going to do a one month membership. They persuaded me in my 15 minutes that I um, participated in that class. That was really fun. So it was just like really fun because um, I know on my social media page a couple of weeks ago, um, I talked about just getting out of your comfort zone and going different places by yourself. And I actually went to this event by myself. Um, there are people there that I ran into, kind of the people that started when I started. We kind of were going to the same stores at the same time, but like I didn't know them. So I was really just like on my own. So I like encourage um, you to do that and you're free time if you have it um okay so piggybacking off of that I went to a conference called let's conference that was made by ATL girl gang and your your social team um two organizations um and they created the conference and the conference was basically just to bring together different creatives of people in Atlanta and I guess other people if they're willing to travel to Atlanta to come together network and then hear from a lot of powerful um, women leaders in the community and also like all over the country and the world so it was really cool I actually went to this event by myself so I was pretty pretty hesitant before going like it seemed like it would be a pretty fun time but I kind of like talked myself into it and I was like, oh, this should be, this should be fun. And I actually had a really great experience. Um, So a lot of different people talked. So the original voice of Siri talked, Jenny's from Jenny's Ice Cream, he started it, talked. The woman behind the tiny doors, which I was like kind of fangirling because I'm like, wow, I literally just spent my whole Friday visiting the doors and then here she is speaking. Um, someone from Blue Hazel, which is a blog, um, she, um, Letitia Roll, she actually made her um, own line of hats for women, basically because baseball hats are designed to fit a man's head that doesn't have that much hair, but with girls, you have the hair, and a lot of times the hats won't fit right. So she designed a hat for women, which is like super cool, super empowering. Um, the CMO of the Atlanta Hawks and Phillips Arena spoke. Um, just like a lot of really, really influential people. Someone from the Women's Initiative, Women's Entrepreneurship Initiative, excuse me, um, spoke. And so it was just very like girl power, feminist vibes. Like it was just very, very empowering. Um, I believe it was the first year that they had the conference. So I suggest if you're in Atlanta, if they do it in Atlanta uh, next year that you attend. It was really cool. Really fun experience. And it definitely got me out of my comfort zone because, like I said, I didn't know anyone um, when I went. So I literally just, like, sat down (laughs) somewhere and was um, just trying to mingle. It's a little intimidating. 
Um, just because naturally when you're in another, a new place with people you don't know, it's intimidating. But then also it's like women. So women, I feel like can be naturally intimidating sometimes. Um, so it was a little hard for me to get adjusted to just like walking up to like people and just starting a conversation. So though I did not mingle as much as I planned to, I definitely was proud of myself for actually going because myself a year ago probably wouldn't have gone. So, um, speaking of intimidating, that brings me to, um, the subject of this episode, which is social comparisons. So personally, I've had this challenge with social comparison probably since I was younger, I think, just because I don't have any siblings. I kind of just like looked to my other peers as kind of like how I should be like versus like looking at people in my family, which yes, that's good. But then also on the other hand, um, it's kind of a negative thing. So yeah, especially with um, social media being so popular now, um, a lot of people's comparisons, including mine, have actually moved from real life comparisons to social media comparisons, which actually might be more detrimental since a lot of times social media comparisons don't portray real world. Um, so actually, um, the Royal Society for Public Health and Young Mental Health Movement um, did a study called Hashtag Status of Mind, which kind of um, uh, was able to rank um, the major platforms um, on social media for based on how they negatively affect um, mental health. And of course, Instagram was number one because of uh, the primary purpose of the app is to display photos um, and videos, so of course, if you're just going to be seeing photos all day, then that would kind of be hard if you naturally have um, low self-esteem. Also, the next ranked one was Twitter. Um, third ranked was Facebook. Fourth ranked was Snapchat. And actually, hold on. I did the rankings wrong so youtube was ranked most positive so this list is based on the most positive first and that goes to most negative so youtube was ranked number one twitter was ranked number two facebook was ranked number three snapchat was ranked number four and instagram was rated number five so the number five rating means that instagram was ranked um the most negative out of um the other four um, and then um, following that was Snapchat, which also makes sense because Snapchat is showing um, what people are doing. And then especially since Snapchat a few years ago started its feature where you have the story, which actually Instagram then like started using that now. So stories kind of make people's lives more accessible because you're able to post kind of what you're doing um, throughout your day versus just posting every couple of weeks on Instagram that show your highlights. So I feel like stories definitely may impact that, but this study doesn't specifically go into the details of that. Um, so they asked the participants to talk about how it affected, um, different factors in their life, including, um, depression, body image, loneliness, sleep, self-expression, self-identity, 
community building and bullying. So in this article, they actually talk about how the study says that quote, social media has been described as more addictive than than cigarettes and alcohol and is now so entrenched in the lives of young people that it is no longer possible to ignore it when talking about young people's mental health issues. Um, And that is from Shirley Kramer, which was this chief executive of the Royal Society for Public Health. So that's actually crazy because, as you may know, cigarettes are extremely addictive, um it's super hard for people to quit and even when people quit it's super hard for them to not go back and start smoking again so it's crazy to compare that addiction with social media addiction and i know some people jokingly say like oh you're addicted to your phone like ha 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 but like actually like if you can't go like five minutes without checking your phone you have an issue so also the article notes that Instagram is also very key in the social comparison because especially with women when they're constantly looking at other women's bodies like prior to social media we already had magazines um tv newspapers media like all forms of media telling women like how their body should look um So now with the emergence of social media, it's kind of like always in our face 24-7. So that's just another thing to think about. Um, And then they also... um, um, Just talk about how um, in order to kind of like combat the problem of, of... allowing the negative effects to um, permeate. They're kind of trying to put in place different things such as like if your phone notices or I guess if the app notices that you've been on for a certain amount of time, you'll get a message being like, you've been like using the app a lot, like you should probably like stop or something of that nature. Um, And then kind of just like monitoring monitoring posts and looking at people who post kind of um, things that are clearly a cry for help. I know, like, a lot of times after um, someone, like, after an accident happens, like, after a suicide, like, people will go back and look at people's social media posts, and they're like, okay, like, they clearly, like, were trying to get help, but they just didn't know how to vocalize it, or people just don't take them seriously. So just more of doing that. And then also um, just making it known to people that when you edit your photos that you have to actually like say that they're edited so people don't assume that you're perfect which no one is perfect all right so let's get into different things that you can actually um use to kind of prevent or minimize um how often you either compare yourself socially or just how often you just wish you were another person because honestly if we all just take a step back we might have a time where we can remember where um we just like want to be someone else because their lives just seem perfect i know i have um so um susan Bialy, who is a doctor, wrote this article in Psychology Today. I referenced this article when I talked about um, an episode two about um, 
self-love. Um, so yeah, I'll probably be bringing in articles from Psychology Today a lot because I just love them and they get professionals to write blog articles. So I think it's pretty useful. Um, she talks about different tips for kind of trying to minimize the comparison. So the first one is know your triggers. So I know personally, um, I know if I'm going to have kind of a lot of downtime and I know I'm not going to be um, in a social environment that much and I know a certain events going on or something of that nature and I know a lot of people on my timeline will be attending I try to purposely not um, check my timeline because obviously if you're at home alone you're not doing anything and you see a bunch of your friends or a bunch of your peers out doing the things that you want to do of course naturally you might um, feel lonely and that also um, can trigger kind of FOMO, which stands for fear of missing out. Um, okay, so the second one is knowing that what you experienced can't be compared to what people show on social media. So basically, obviously, you know everything that goes on in your life because you are you. But on social media, no one really puts everything, everything out on social media. So the things that people want you to see are what you see versus when you're actually like being aware and reflecting on your life. Obviously, you see everything because it's your life. So you just have to remind yourself. Um, I heard this really good quote. Actually, someone in Cope told me and they said that. Um, you have to think of Instagram and social media kind of like um, people's highlight reels if it was a movie. Uh, the third tip that she says is no matter how much it appears on social media that money can't buy happiness. So a lot of people um, philosophically like to talk about this. Um, just because people say, well, you can buy basically everything that might help you to equate um, your happiness in order to like buy experiences. But contrary to that, I actually learned in my Intro to Sight class that basically once you have an income that I believe is greater than $50,000 or higher, they compared people with that income to people who... Um, were um, extremely wealthy and basically their happiness levels stayed the same because you kind of have a range. Um, obviously, if you're living below the poverty line, you don't have any money and you're kind of living paycheck to paycheck, that will um, control kind of the um, level of happiness that you can um, attain just based on um your income, but however, once you do make it to the $50,000 mark, there really doesn't make a difference in how much money you make. So yes, yeah, so like on the surface, um, people may think that money can buy happiness, but it actually can't um, when you look at it in those terms. Um, the second to the last tip is you have to make sure to try to have gratitude for, gratitude for what you do have. Um, and don't worry so much about kind of like what you don't have and what you do have. Just know that it's good enough. I know a lot of times I tell myself, well, it's not good enough or it's not perfect enough or I could do, be doing better. Um, you have to just always be thankful for the place um, 
that you are because I know I've heard this a lot. People have probably heard this a lot, but people will always be doing better than you. Um, So you kind of just have to put yourself in check and realize that um, even though you may want to do better, the spot that you're in is most likely a spot that you should be thankful for. So you just always have to remember that. And then the last one is that when you're comparing yourself to others, like let it be motivating. Like instead of having it trigger emotions of jealousy or envy or anger, even though that might be your initial initial emotion, just like try to turn those emotions um, into positive action. So, okay, I see someone who's my age who is in a doctoral program. She's running her own blog. Uh, She is very active socially. She serves her community. Okay, so instead of me um, complaining about, I don't know how how she has this time, like she's living the perfect life, like she's perfect. Instead of doing that, try to kind of use tips from her and see how she's able to balance her life and set goals based on that. So then you can kind of get that level of what you perceive as success. So I think that actually is really helpful because a lot of times people just say like, oh, I can never be like them or oh, they're doing too much. Actually try to um, take something from their experiences that you can add to your experience, which might help you um, in the long run. So I think in general, um, like I said, people have problems with social comparison, especially um, in college, after college, especially when you're looking at post-graduation, looking for jobs, and then especially now, Uh, People are starting to get engaged. People are getting married. A lot of times people are like, why can't I do this? And then this person has this amazing job or they were able to get a full-time job their junior year of college. So they're already set and they didn't have to worry about jobs during their senior year. Um, I think it's just like a lot of pressure. And then especially I feel like people um, feel the need to promote themselves on social media because that's what social media was for, especially Facebook and Instagram, and just to show your highlights. So I feel like a lot of time people aren't even trying to intentionally brag about themselves, but it's kind of like the environment, the social environment that we live in where it's like, oh, like, why didn't you post that? Or why didn't you uh, put that on your story or something about that? So I think it's just how um, the social media environment is set up. And I also think that people have to put into perspective that a lot of times people like um, try to perfectly make a post that they know will get a lot of likes. Like people take the time, they rearrange things, they have photo shoots, they use filters, they use edits. So you just have to not even you kind of have to like look past even the experience but just look past like the photo like okay clearly that photo was edited like clearly that person does not look like that like look like that in real life sometimes you kind of have to uh, step back and actually look at the actual picture and realize okay like I know that's that's not real um so yeah I think also it's really hard Um, when you talk about it with your friends, because I feel like a lot of people don't really, um, want to admit that they're kind of in a space where they feel like 
they're often comparing themselves to others. And then I was also reading an article. I can't recall the title. Um, but they were saying that actually you compare yourself mostly to people who are similar to you, who ha- might have the same traits as you. So that like actually makes sense. So you're kind of drawn to people who you feel like you would connect with and you have things in common. So that makes you more likely to compare yourself because you're like, I'm so similar in this way to them. Like, why can't I do so-and-so if they're doing it? And I feel a lot like that too. Like I personally... Um, struggled with this. I talked about this in the last episode where I was like coming out of college and I didn't know what I was going to do. And I was kind of like, well, my friend's doing this. My friend has this internship. Two of my friends are starting PhD programs. Like I was getting like really down on myself because I'm like, okay, these people did this and this, this, and this, like, why can't I do that? Um, so then going off of that with social media. So obviously we still live, um, in real life, um, so social comparisons in real life. Um, like I said, I've been struggling with this uh, for a little while. Um, I think it's also hard just um, trying to make new friends and keep new friends and kind of trying to compare uh, your friendships with other people. Um, I've actually found myself um, doing that a lot recently just because a lot of friendships that I either um, made several, several years ago, I like I thought there would be stronger or just the bond just isn't there. So I think you also have to step back and realize that you're in different places in your life and people um, a lot of times are only with you for a season, which is like extremely hard for me to grasp sometimes because I feel like once I meet someone and we're having a like really good connection and we became really good friends, I'm like, okay, so why aren't we friends anymore? Like this person was like made to be my friend. But on the contrary, it's like, no, like this person was made to be your friend from this period to that period. So you can't beat, your, beat up yourself about that. So, yeah, I could probably go on and on about social comparison just because, like, especially with girls and the nature of clicks and then with social media, um, it's just all of that. And then you see people getting invited to parties and then there's this whole um, theme of, oh, are they my real friend if they don't post me on Instagram, which I actually pose this question on my Instagram, um, because I kind of actually joke with a couple of my friends being like, why am I not on your Instagram? Like, you must not like me that much. Um, some people actually judge their friendship based on if they're on Instagram because if someone really values social media, they actually, like, put a lot of work on work in it and they want to show their followers, um, like, their friends and who's in their squad. Hashtag squad, squad goals. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, this is all about social comparison, and I hope, if anything, that y'all take away that you should be thankful um, for the life that you have and just to use people around you that you see in person and in the social media world. Um, Just use them as inspiration and motivation um, to elevate yourself to... um, achieve your goals because if anything like I said in the last episode 
we were not made to be by be by ourselves. We were not made to be isolated. We were made um, to interact and um, be in a community with other people. So just like instead of um, looking at people as an enemy, try to look at them as a friend. And if anything, they could help you rather than hurt you um, and their friendships. And then if you're not a friend, just admire them, but make sure you don't turn the admiration into jealousy. Okay, so on that note, that's the end of our social um, comparison topic. Um, I kind of want to move in to something that's um, extremely sad. So um, if you guys um, may know that um, there's a shooting at the Capitol um, Gazette newspaper in Annapolis, Maryland. Um, five people died, which is super, super sad. Um, it's just crazy that these things just don't fade me anymore. Or they don't phase me anymore. Like, it's just crazy that you could see a headline of shooting at newspaper office and you don't even like look to see the news like actually uh when I came home yesterday um my parents were watching CNN and I had heard about it um on Twitter and I had looked up some news articles so I was pretty um knowledgeable about what happened and when I came in I didn't even like stop to look at the TV I clearly remember um, when Sandy Hook happened, because I was in high school, and I just remember my eyes were glued to the TV for, like, that whole evening. Like, I think my mom was just like, okay, Erin, like, it's time to turn off the news. Like, we need to watch something else. So it's just crazy that since Sandy Hook, so many of these things have happened that I no longer get phased. Like, it's extremely sad. Like, I kind of feel bad, but at the same time, it's just like, I'm just fed up, like, what is it going to take for these things to stop happening? Because they just have to stop. And um, my thoughts go out to the families of those victims, um, everyone who was in the office, the first responders. I know all of that is tough. Um, I know that was, like, an extremely traumatic experience. So I just hope everyone is getting all um, the help that they need. Um, and then also, I just want to talk about um, Junior, the young boy in New York who um, died. He was actually dragged on the street and then stabbed. Um, supposedly, it was a gang incident, and the people mistook him from someone else. So that is extremely, extremely sad. He was only 20. Um, that's crazy. So, and that happened in New York. So justice for Junior, I know that has been going on. And I know, I believe his funeral was this past week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then also, lastly, um, Triple X. Temptation. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, he was shot in Florida, and he was also 20 years old. He's a rapper. I actually didn't really know who he was because I don't really keep up 
um, with the young rappers that are coming up on the scene. But I know a lot of people were affected, and it's just, like, really heartbreaking because, once again, gun violence in our country, it needs to be stopped. Um, And then also, uh, Joe Jackson, he died. Um, He died because it was came out that he was sick. Um, They don't know exactly what he died from, but as you guys may or may not know, um, Joe Jackson was hugely influential in the Jackson 5 uh, success in Michael Jackson. Um, It was a little controversial, though, as he had them kind of didn't allow them to have a traditional childhood and just kind of like made them work 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 um which ultimately paid off but however they were kind of like robbed of their childhood um so then on that note you guys know the format I try to do kind of all of my like heavy things I want to talk about first and then I get to kind of like the fun stuff um, so new music. Uh, the Car- the Carters released an album, Everything Is Love, uh, that came out, I believe, last week, week before, I believe, last week. Um, I really, really actually love the album. Like after after I listened to it, I was like, dang it, now I gotta buy tickets to um, On the Run because I wasn't planning on going to on the run so stay tuned to see if i actually decide to go as of now it's looking like i won't go because based on when i'm moving and when i'm still going to be in atlanta um i don't know i might miss it so we'll see so i really love i just i don't know like i know she's like there's a lot of hype around beyonce and i do give her credit i'm not in the beehive i'm sorry y'all but I have to admit the project was really good, and I'm glad they um, released it. So lastly, Drake came out with Scorpion um, last night at midnight. Um, It is a two-sided album. Side A is mostly rap, and then side B is the R&B part. Um, He actually, in his album, he talks all about his son, the one that Pusha T kind of um exposed to the world that he had a son which I guess none of us knew about um and he makes a song called March 14th which is like really sad but it's like I don't know it's sad but it's nice because it's like all about his son and like finding out he's gonna be a single parent and just all of that and I don't know it's I like I like how Drake is definitely taking ownership and is very cautious about protecting his son um, from, like, the society that we live in. So, I'm super happy. I haven't listened to... No, I did. I did. I finally listened to all of the album today. I'm going to probably re-listen it to it tomorrow because I've only heard some of the songs, like, one time. So, I have to, like, fully analyze it. Um, as of now, my favorites are Summer Games, Jaded, Emotionless, and... Um, I can't remember. I can't remember the title of the other ones. But, yes, I currently am standing over Drake right now. No shame. Um, also in music news, this happened a few weeks ago. Christina Aguilera came out with her album, I Love, Love, Love It. Uh, she has this great song called Unless It's With You. It's super cute. I've been telling people that it's going to be my wedding song. 
it's just like super cute like basically she just talks about how she never like envisioned getting married but if she did get married it like had to be with that one person that she's marrying in the song so it's just really cute like if y'all know me in real life I'm super sappy and my cousins informed me this summer that apparently I love love and I'm supposed to be like the first person getting married out of all of us so we'll see um oh yeah also I can't forget um it's really sad for me to say this uh Jimmy Lovato came out with a song called Sober um and in the song she talks about how she's not sober anymore and I'm super super sad because I literally love Demi Lovato like she's my favorite person I've never met her but she's my favorite person um I talked about her documentary in I believe the first episode or maybe the second episode I can't remember um but she has a documentary called Simply uh, Complicated and she talks about um, her struggles with drug addiction, alcohol, and her eating disorder. And this past, I believe, April, she just celebrated six years sober. But this past week, a song came out, um, or last week, a song came out called Sober. And she talks about how she's not sober anymore and how she apologizes to her parents and her fans and to the ones who've always um, stuck behind her. So... I was super sad to hear because, like I said, Demi's my favorite, and it's such a great accomplishment to be six years sober. Um, And she always talks about how hard her journey has been, and this is just another part of her journey, which hopefully um, she'll conquer. She's conquered it before. Um, So my love for her has not gone down in any means, but... I'm just rooting for her, and it's just really sad because I know how much she's worked um, to maintain her sobriety. Um, So, yeah. Oh, I also wanted to talk about um, Netflix suggestions. So I watched this super cute movie called Set It Up about two um, business people. One's a woman, one's a man, and they both have personal assistants who basically like basically are with them 24 7 like they can't leave the office until their bosses leave and they just have them doing like crazy things for them and it's just crazy so they have the idea that they set up both their bosses together and it ends up being like a really cute movie so I would suggest that also I just watched Coco for the first time a couple days ago I was tearing up at the end it's really sad if you haven't seen it please watch it it's on Netflix um, it's really good. Like it's a, I, I love family. So that is the part that I got really emotional on because the whole movie, um, is about family, but the end really just like, like really drives home the point of how important your family is. Um, so I just, I just love, and then also, um, Dear White People, if you haven't seen it, um, all the episodes are up on Netflix cause it is a Netflix original. They put up all the episodes in the season, um starts so yeah those are my suggestions for netflix oh and if you haven't watched which i hope you have um hashtag reality high that definitely goes along with my social comparison piece um it's about a girl who's basically like typical girl of she's kind of like the lame like awkward girl in school she's super smart and she used to be best friends with like this girl who has a youtube channel called hashtag reality high and they 
have, like, in the beginning, they show how they have a fallout when they're little, and then it flash forwards to high school. And she basically ends up, like, dating this, like, the most popular guy in school, and her life kind of, like, changes. But along with that, she kind of gets caught up in the whole, like, social media, like, comparison, like, living the life type um, thing that a lot of people get roped into. Um, so it's just, like, a really cute movie. And my bae, Keith Powers, is in it. So shout out to him. Um, so I believe that is it, finally. I keep on saying and again, or and. So, yeah. Um, so this was episode six of Shy Girl Sentiments, Why Can't I Be Like Them? And episode seven will be coming really soon. All right, talk to you soon. Bye, y'all.